Hey everybody, you're listening to the RDR Show. This is your host Kevin, and this is your host Joffrey. And welcome back to another episode of the Rant, Debate, and Repeat Show, a podcast where Kevin and I discuss topics um, currently going on in society and things we find interesting. And today we're going to be talking about basketball. Yep, um, I think two episodes ago we talked about the Utah Jazz and their uh, playoff uh, futures and their offseason maneuvers. And today we're going to talk about the 76ers this time. Yeah, should be a good episode. Stay tuned. All right, Joffrey, so we just watched the end of uh, NBA Finals Game 3, right? Yeah, sad. How was it? I don't know. I just feel like each time I watch it, I just get more disappointed. Yeah, he's LeBron a Cavs fan. Losing. Come on. He's yes, a- because the Warriors, they're too cocky. They're too cocky? Yeah. Well, we got Steph Curry who keeps biting on his mouth guard. We got Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant's cool. I don't know. I just don't like the I don't like the team. I don't like how everyone's behind the team and I like the underdogs. You know, Cleveland is like it's not like a well-known before like LeBron came in, right? Mm-hmm. It was losing a lot. And I like that underdog story for me. That's why I want Cavaliers to win because didn't so far between the rivalry between the two teams, the Warriors have won twice, right? Yeah, so right now it's two, it's two zero. Now it's uh, three zero, yeah. which means that you know, no, I mean championships. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. why I want Cavs to win to tie it because if not, Warriors will just be like superior. It doesn't matter. Like LeBron James will just leave after this season. He will just that's go to the thing. He will just go to Seventy Sixers. Hen hen. If you know what you're doing, that's the thing. He needs to win like for his for his for his state. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, this whole thing. Oh yeah, I'm coming home. I'm doing this. He shouldn't even left the first time. Come on, look at John. Look at freaking John Stockton and Karl Malone. John Stockton stayed in Utah for the whole entire time. Malone went to Lakers for the last year, but John Stockton stayed in Utah for the whole 19 years of his career or 18. I I cannot re- remember. And they never won. Anyway, they never won. You know, they could have won probably four. With you know, if there was no Michael Jordan, they probably could win four. Finals. Yeah, and think about that. Like, if John Stockton and Karl Malone win four championship, Utah Jazz is going to be the like the new LA or something. It's going to be a powerhouse. Yeah, think about it. They would have. They would have. But bad. But I don't know. Just how the way the world works. I know. We'll see soon. Yeah. So um, the reason we're trying to sort of record this episode soon and then probably release it next Monday. Uh, next Monday the. Next Monday, the 11th, it's just because um, Cavs and the Warriors is going to play again Friday night. And I really think that the, the uh, Cavs might get swept 4-0 and then they're going to get sent home with, without a chip. That's kind of what I'm feeling like right now. Yeah. So we're trying to finish off the season with the basketball content and then we can move on to something else on our podcast. I think it's interesting. I like I like basketball. I like the the games. I, I definitely like watching the playoffs more than the finals. I haven't really watched the finals, mm-hmm. but I'm just disappointed. The Cavs keep losing. The Cavs keep losing. Like Seriously. what's up with that? I mean, wait, but uh, so I haven't seen the actual games. Uh-huh. I actually, for some reason, during the playoffs, I I saw the full games. I just got in situations where I was at a bar or a restaurant mm-hmm. and I saw the games. Mm-hmm. But for the finals, I've only got. Um, I've only like shown up where I only see the last third or fourth quarter, mm-hmm. so I haven't seen them actually play. Mm-hmm. For you, what are the Warriors doing good that the Cavs are? are why is the reason the Cavs are losing? I think the Cavs are just a worse team. But why? They're a worse team compared to the Warriors. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like when you, when you have a Steph Curry, 
when you have Clay Thompson, when you have KD, you know, bench-wise, you cannot compete with any of the teams. Like, like, like no, no other teams can touch him. You know. Yeah. And Le- LeBron James is the greatest basketball player ever. Ever. Yeah, I'm one of the best. Maybe not Jordan's, but right now he's you know the best basketball player on this planet Earth. But remember this: I talked to. Wait, did we mention this in the last last podcast? Michael Jordan, you know, when he first went to the playoffs, you know, when he first went to the finals back in the late '80s or early '90s, he was by himself. He was again like LeBron, the best basketball player on earth. Run the on a bad team. Yeah. Right. And then similar situation, and then they got swept by the Piston bad boys with Isaiah Thomas and those five people. So what that tells you is five very good team players can beat a Michael Jordan. So when Michael Jordan got you know Scotty Pippen, when Michael Jordan got um, Dennis Rodman, that's when they start to dominate. Same thing with the Cavs. So didn't didn't the Cavs have those? Don't those Cavs have like a great team right now? No, they don't. No. What happened a couple years ago then? Well, they had a great team and they won. Was it just luck? No, it wasn't just luck. Was it their game strategy? Was it different then? I think they play like a little bit different, but you know, there's like players come and go and things like that. You know. Uh-huh. And then I cannot remember what's going on like a couple of years ago, but you know, um, got traded, I feel like right? the Western Conference just got better because two years yeah. ago KD wasn't even there yet. KD was in OKC with well, Russell Westbrook two years ago. When KD left OKC, yeah, KD left wow. o- OKC last year and then he joined uh, Golden State. That's why Golden State has been unstoppable. Yeah, you know, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Houston Rockets played a similar style, but Houston Rockets is less oiled machine compared to OKC because uh, Houston Rockets has the big center. Uh, what's the name again? Uh, the beard guy. No, 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 no. I mean the center, not like James Harden. There's like a big, tall, it's like a very fast center. Uh, Khalifa? No, not Khalifa. Capella. Oh. Capella, very, uh, very tall. So, um, so like th- that's kind of like the trend for like NBA right now. It just you know having, having like a stretch four. So uh, on the basketball court, number one is a point guard. Number two is a shooting guard. Number three is a small forward. Number four is a power forward. Mm-hmm. Number five is a center. Yeah. But you know, European based on a European basketball, the number five is not really a center. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the tra- traditional big five. Yeah, you think about Yao Ming, you think about Shaq, you think about you know Al Olajuwon, but those players don't exist anymore. Yeah. So right now they're using a stretch four like Damian Green to to uh, play the center, to play the center's uh, posi- po- uh, position, mm-hmm. so that he can run, he can block, he can shoot three pointer, he can stretch the floor. Okay. So that's the current like there's a small ball place right now. Okay. So, which is why, like, last episode we talked about the uh, Derek Favors, because Derek Favors was not a person that can run, that can score three-pointers and things like that. Yeah. So, which was which, which why I think Utah Jazz should trade him, uh-huh. just for the case of being competitive. But, anyway, just yeah. a quick brief right there. Any other questions before we jump on to this one? No, let's jump in. Okay, cool. So, uh, today I want to talk about 76ers uprising and also... What kind of like cultural influences, and I like to point out some sort of like cultural inequality in terms of Philadelphia, right? Yeah, Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. So, how much do you know about Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, Joffrey? To be honest, nothing at all. 
I just realized that they're from Philadelphia, so okay. I have no idea. Cool. Well, if you name the players, maybe I'll know some of the top ones. Okay. So right now, the top players are JJ Redick, um, okay. and then uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and a couple of young guys. So it's pretty much a bunch of young young players at age 20, 21, uh, led by, by JJ Redick, the 10, 10 year veteran. Okay. Pretty much. Um, so. <clears throat> Philadelphia 76ers was the, was the worst team for the past probably two to three seasons, even four seasons. So have you ever heard about the term trust the process? Um, y- yes. I think you've mentioned it a little bit before the podcast. It's where if you suck enough, mm-hmm. then you're going to be able to get the first draft picks. Yeah. Right? In, in the lottery system? Yeah. Oh, so tra- right now, training, yeah, trade-offs? each and every team has a chance to draw the, the uh, number one seed, hence, hence the lottery. But the NBA compensate the worst team so that there's not much polarity. <clears throat> this is before the super teams, by the way. This is before the KDs joined that, and it's before the uh, LeBron James joins the you know uh, Miami Heat or something like that. So the worse your team is, then the higher chances that you will get the number one seed. Okay. So better talent that you will have. So it will be easier for you to rebuild. Yeah. So the <clears throat> trust the process, the process usually means the rebuild process. Okay? Yeah. And this year, the 76ers done really good. Yeah. They finished, the East probably like the, either the number three or the number four seed, and then they've gone through the first round of playoffs. And then they almost win the second round. So they almost go into the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah. And that's a team last year probably won like 40 games last year. So that's really bad. So right now people are talking about trust the process, trust the process. But that kind of reveals some other problems within the organization and some cultural problem in itself. Okay. What type of cultural problems? Okay. I, I get... The- <clears throat> I get the problems in the system because it, mm-hmm. because you can cheat the system in a way. Mm-hmm. You can like have it to favor you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what kind of like um, what kind of other issues were you, were you mentioning? Okay, first of all, I just want to mention <clears throat> that um, I was you know writing a blog post on my Chinese uh, WeChat app like last season, end of last season. I was like, hmm, Gordon Hayward's contract was up last season. Yeah, like I really feel like Gordon Hayward would not stay in Utah, and he ended up he ended up going to Boston, and then he injured his foot real bad on the first game, first five minutes, and then he just got out for the whole season, right? I was like, hmm, should we really play like the 76ers or you know suck for like a couple of seasons, and then get a higher pick and then we can rebuild or should we trade Haywood and then get some traffic out of it or get some you know deals out of it and then we can go from there so that's when I realized that if you want to suck in the Western Conference it's almost impossible because when you're trying to suck you're trying to get some good draft picks then your goal should be going into the playoffs did you remember how tight the playoff race was this year in the West? Yeah. I think that between seven and eight and nine and ten seed, they're only like a game, like a like a game, like a one game and a half between them. Yeah. So there's no point sucking because you know that you're not gonna. So like once you lose that gamble, you know that you're not gonna get into the playoffs. You're just not. Yeah. So what's the point? Uh-huh. But Eastern Conference is a little bit different. I think I think Eastern Conference towards the end of the regular season this year, I think between eighth and seventh seed or even ninth seed or tenth seed, there's like a three four games between. 
You know, so this is not much, not that much competitive, which means that you know if you really roll your dice right, trusting the process, meaning trading players and get good draft pick, meaning um, drafting players in the second round, third round, maybe drafting player in the G League, the uh, developing league, maybe sign sign some overseas players. If you can do that correctly, then you have a shot to be really good, and that's what exactly 76ers did okay. this year. <clears throat> so. Another cultural issue I want to talk about is white privilege, because the um, GM. Do you know what the concept of GM is? General manager. No. Okay. For the majority white. Okay. For example, right? Who's the owner of the Utah Jazz team? I don't know. Have you heard of the? Uh, I heard Larry, he's really good. Larry Larry Ash Miller uh, dealership. Yes. He bought the Utah Jazz. Yeah, a long, a long time ago. And then he moved it from New Orleans to here. Yeah. Right, and he. Play a key role to keep the Utah Jazz here. Exactly. Yeah. So the team is owned by the Larry H. Miller family. So since Larry is passed so away, mm-hmm. yeah. Since Larry is passed away, then his uh, wife is Gal, I believe. Gal something Gail Miller. Miller. Gal Miller and his son run the team. Uh-huh. But they don't run the team in terms of picking players. They run the team by running the financial and things like that. That's smart. I think this year, I think I I read something that the Miller family has put up the team to a trust. So they're not actively managing the Utah Jazz anymore. Interesting. So there's a clear dis- distinction between general manager and owner. Owner runs the team, general manager pick the player, pick the coach, and things like that. Okay. And then another thing I want to point out is there's no stable job in the NBA. There's no a stable player's job. There's no stable coaching job. You can get fired anytime. That Unless the GM you're if you're a superstar like megastar, you're not gonna get fired like that. Well, okay, since like uh, like, there, I, like there's a big dis- discrepancy, right? You can. I'm not talking about players leaving. I'm not talking about players player getting fired. I'm talking about the coaches and the managers. Okay, then yeah. So the GM might might be fired when you had a sucky year every single year. Oh, okay. For example, um, have you ever heard about Team Raptors, uh, Toronto Raptors? Yep. So they they were probably like the probably the best team in the Eastern Conference. They're probably second, you know, uh, next to the um, Cavs. They fired their coach after they lost to um, the Cavaliers. And I really don't think it's the coach's fault. I don't really think it's the Casey Johnson's fault. But they fired him because he did bad. Partially because he's African American, I think, and partially because he probably have some beef with the management team and with the GM and things like that. Could be, but uh, but that's interesting. But one 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 uh, one uh, interesting thing is the Raptors GM is a black guy too. So what's the problem here? Maybe I I don't know, right? Nobody knows. Yeah. But my point is, there's no job security in the NBA. That makes sense. The coaches one. So I want to tie the tie back here thing, here for like a quick minute. I want to point out the, the problem of a white privilege. Um. So the ESPN first take. Have you ever heard about that show with yeah. uh, with uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman? Does that have Shaq in it, or is that a different one? It's a different one. No, I haven't. Okay, so it's like a talk show hosted by ESPN. There that goes on like every day, nine a.m. Eastern. Uh huh. Wait, and is then, it is it the big is it the big black guy, and then like the guy with like the this like the white guy that looks kind of small? No. With glasses? No. I think it's a different show. Yeah, it's so what so what I'm talking about is uh, first take by uh, you know a Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't. And seen it. he first brought up this question, which I think makes sense, right? So, 
when you have a white general manager, you can get away with stuff, which is interesting. So he used uh, 76ers um, examples, you know. So they started trust a process back in you oh, yeah. know 2014, first day, right? Yeah, I, I've seen this. I've seen, seen this. this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've heard of this. So they started the trust a process in 2014 when they only won 34 games and then they lost 48 of them. And then they start trading away Andre Iguodala to the uh, Golden State, and then they got some talent. And then they start to sign some draft picks, and they start to you know get some players in the second round. And then they start sucking. Mm-hmm. So they start sucking from 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. So they suck for four years straight. You imagine when you're owner and your GM is trying to suck and then there's no result out of it. Then I would fire the Are GM. Are you going to fire him? I would. Yeah. Because you hire the general manager to make the team win so you can get more money. But here's the, owner, the thing, right? right? Nobody knows how long the process will last. So they're still going through with the process? Right now, I think they're completing the process because the team actually got good. Yeah, they went to the There's process. other teams, for example, there's other teams that like the Lakers ever since Kobe retired in 2016. They suck. Right now, they have like Lavon Ball and then they went like, I don't Young know, like players, 45 yeah. games. Uh-huh. They suck. But the problem is, not a problem, but the kicker is Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is the Lakers general manager. Really? Which means that they will never, ever fire Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. But the problem is, even he cannot trust the process. Like, their rebuild process hasn't completed yet. Maybe when they get LeBron James, you know, this year, maybe that will be completing the process. But the problem is, nobody will fire him because he's Magic Johnson. Imagine any other general manager, you're probably going to get fired. Yeah. So... So, so, you know, Asif and Smith raised a point that, you know, because this white general manager for Philadelphia 76ers is white, and then I think his name is Sam Henke or something, so that he's able to keep his job just because so he's, he, and he's, he's white. He's the general manager of the 76ers. Yes. That makes sense, but the one for Toronto Raptors, Raptors got fired. Yeah. And he was African-American. Because he was a black coach. I'm like That's I'm not saying that there's like a pure racial thing. Yeah. But historically, African American coaches got fired more often than white coaches. I mean, same thing with the GMs. That makes sense. And and and, and maybe the reason one of the statistics is up is because there's less general managers that are African American, so the statistic is higher if they get fired. Because there's some, it's like dominant by like white um, general managers that the statistic is small. I'm not right, sure how many white general managers are there, but I just feel like there's like a racial, you know, layers to to this, right? I think there might be in a way, but it, it, it can't just be race. It's got to depend on your relationship with the owners. Yeah, you know, it's got to depend your relationship. But the with owners the are players. mostly white. Yeah, they are. Hence, they prefer whiter people as their whiter GM, and then sense sense there will be more, more mistake or more process tolerated when they have a white general manager. Yeah, when, well, they, when, when you're a celebrity and you transcend like everything like Magic Johnson has, mm-hmm. you don't look at him as black. You look at him as Magic Johnson, right? Only, okay, here's the thing, right? I want to, yeah. I don't think any team will fire Magic Johnson as their TM. They won't. As their GM because it's Magic Johnson. Yeah. Larry Bird runs the ship in Pacers. Nobody will fire him because he's Larry Bird. Yeah. But the problem is, Larry Bird lost, lost Paul George to OKC. You know? 
Mm-hmm. And then they were okay team that they sucked this season because they lost Paul George. Yeah. So where did the general managers go? Did they go to other teams? Yeah. So for example, like the uh, Toronto Raptors general manager, which is a black guy, I think yeah. his name is Yuseri Andre or something. Uh-huh. He used to be the general manager for um, for a Golden Nuggets, not Golden Nuggets, Denver Nuggets. Yeah. You know, and then he got fired over there, and then he got a job being Toronto. Okay. You see. So, like, the reason I know him is because I know he was the general manager for for uh, Denver Nuggets, and he actually traded Melo to New York. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because he wanted to, he uh, Melo wanted to be traded, but that's, like, a whole other story. His dad wanted him to. Melo? Yeah. No, uh, sorry, sorry. I'm talking about... That's another Melo. Carmelo, okay. right? Yeah, I'm talking about Melo. Yeah, Carmelo. So... Um, yeah, so I really feel like there's some kind of like discrepancies, you know, like coaches really get get an underappreciated job. Yeah. You know, like Jerry Sloan, I don't think people will ever fire him. Yeah. You know, I have no idea who that is. He is a Utah Jazz coach. He he coached like John, John Sutton, Carl, Carl Malone through the years that they battled with the Bulls, and then he coached D. Oh, really? for a little bit, and then he just retired like 2012 or something like that. Oh, wow. So he was coaching the jazz team for like you know like ten years or twenty years something uh-huh. like that. So my point is, you know, there's more room for mistakes for white coaches and white GM compared to the black GM. Yeah, which is a problem. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a problem, um, but I think like no one is flat out gonna come out and say, yeah, we fired you because you were like a different race, right? So I yeah. think it also has to do with the relationship you have and everything with with the team. Um, and just, just you know, how impactful you, you are as a coach. Yeah. General manager, sorry. And then last year, you know, so this year is the last NBA draft that they will have the lottery system. Really? So next year, they're going to change it because of the trust of process, because they see how unjust and how, you know, unfair how are they that do is. It? So let me read it real quick. So the NBA lottery next year will ensure the team with the worst record will receive no worse than the fifth pick. So really? that means that you're not guaranteed or or like so right now if you're suck if you're like you know uh, Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. if you're like uh, you know uh, uh, who won the first pick today I forgot if you're like the worst team in the NBA you're pretty much guar- uh, guaranteed first so next year they're trying to make sure that they got no worse than the fifth pick and then um, which means that they still have some wiggle room for other teams to get a share of this. Okay, that'd be interesting. That'd be good. That'd be more fair for the other teams. But, I don't know. We'll see. Like, get rid with the system and everything, so. Yeah, so now you got, like, a whole, whole, like, maybe, like, a better picture now. What do you think about trust the process and, you know, this whole thing? I think it's it's kind of scammy. It is scammy. A lot of teams take advantage of it, (laughs) and then you don't get good. I mean, the Utah Jazz wasn't doing so well, like, last year, right? So they got pretty good players, mm-hmm. right? So it works in favor, but I don't think the Jazz was doing that on purpose, right? Utah you Jazz was was kind of like trust the process too, because in a little you know, bit. after like Gordon's hair run. But the thing is, we are not the process because it happens back to back years. It happened last year, and then this year we were good because we have Dominic Mitchell. Yeah. Because we had a good coach. Yeah. But really, like if you look at uh, uh, other teams like Lakers, their 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 process they still suck. Yeah. Um, you know, so who knows, right? Like, uh-huh. who knows? So, we'll see. I want LeBron to join the Lakers. You want LeBron to join the Lakers? Yeah. 
then who 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 am I gonna watch in the East? I I, I guess I have 76ers. 76ers. I don't know. Here's the thing, right? Like, I want I want to kind of like expand on where LeBron should go next season, because where he goes Miami. matters. Well, he was already in Miami so my, so, years ago. Yeah. So Miami won championship, right? Three. Uh, they two. won. They won two, I think. Two. When he's there, I don't know. But here's the thing, right? Where LeBron goes will change landscape. Yeah. If he has a little bit of self-esteem, then he shouldn't leave the Eastern Final. Why? Because the West is it's like too it's like too good. They 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 have to so balance some good. They would dominate everything. They already dominating. They already dominating. Like but maybe it was his dream as a little kid to join the Lakers, Kevin. It's it's a dream. I you I don't, don't know, know what. He, I don't know. I guess we'll find out after the season. Here's the thing, right? Big city has big exposure, has more money, yes. But LeBron James don't need more money. So the only reason that he will be joining other teams will be based on the ability that they will win a chip or not. In this case, the best team possibly that can help LeBron to win a chip is either the Cavaliers or 76ers. Interesting. He, he might go to Toronto. But the problem is Toronto's is at the plane cell is too fast. Okay. Too fast. So meaning that there's like a, a lorry and a DeRozan are like controlling the back the back court so that they are just you know running too fast and then LeBron James is not type of, a, a type of person that is like catching the ball and shoot. He's more like a dribbler. He, uh, he he's more like the playmaker. Yeah. You know, so. I really see LeBron James fit well in the 76ers system mm-hmm. really really well but if he goes to Lakers so be it think about it like, if he goes to Lakers then he's probably not going to win a chip ever again I think he would but like it would be in a couple of years because the no, Lakers would not. need better players no he would not. okay KD's contract was like 4 years or 5 years so KD will say was going to say Warrior for like the next few years, and uh-huh. LeBron James is already declining physically, but he didn't play like he declined. He's still going up as his performance, but in a few years he's gonna suck. In a few years, yeah, I think he's got one or two more left in him. To be honest, it just depends on the team that he's on. Yeah, that's why. So this this off season, this summer is gonna be really really important for LeBron James, just yeah. because joining the Lakers, I. I think the Lakers team probably is worse than the Cavs team right now. Yeah. No, I mean, think about, okay, do you think LeBron James will come to Utah Jazz? Think about it. In my dreams, yeah. I think he might if he wants to chase after the chip. Yeah. Right? I think, like, I, I think his strength is building up teams. Think about he's it, a, right? He's a, he's, a, he's a good player. He, he tells people what to do, right? Like, what's his role? A playmaker. A playmaker, right? Yeah. And he tells like the players what to do and everything. Isn't he like the team leader for his team? Yeah. Right besides the coach? Yeah. What is that called? The coach on the court? Yeah. Coach on the court. I mean, I know they have a quarterback, right, for, for NFL. Yeah. Do they have like similar to like NBA? Point guard, yeah. Point guard. So like you have a regular point guard, but when it's down to like the last 30 seconds or something like that, the last minute, last f- f- 50 seconds, LeBron James usually get the ball. Yeah. So... Think about it, right? It's kind of kind of uh, interesting. If LeBron James is only chasing after the ring, af- after the the the, the chip, the uh, chip, the chip, uh-huh. not the chip. His legacy. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? If he joined the Golden State Warriors, 
then I lost all the respect for him. I think he knows that. You know, people are gonna say, "Oh yeah, you just want to join a super team," and then, you know, it's not cool anymore. If you join the Golden State Warriors, they would dominate everybody. And then he cannot join the the uh, Houston Rockets because he got James Harden, and then they got uh, Chris Paul, who's third in lead. Uh, maybe maybe Utah Jazz. If he comes to Utah Jazz, I don't think he will. He won't. If he comes here, we probably have a shot to win the chip. We definitely will. Think have about a shot. it. We will have a shot. If we, you know, if we trade a Derek Favors and a couple of young guys to there, and then got you know uh, LeBron James, we're we're gonna have a playmaker that's gonna work well with Dominic Mitchell, and then we have some like outside shooters, and then we're we're we're, we're gonna do fine, and then we have the uh, shot blocker in the middle. You know, uh-huh. we're gonna do fine because yeah. Utah, uh, Utah Jazz playing out actually fits the Cavaliers, or uh, LeBron James uh, playing out very very well. Yeah, and if we go below that, you know, San San uh, San Antonio probably not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That'd be interesting. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty, I think we've gone out long enough about this NBA rambling. Uh, let's. Last topic. Let's uh, just predict. You know how many games that uh, Warriors will like win by. Like, oh, you, so I know. I already know what you're gonna pick. Uh, yeah, but you you're gonna pick all four. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go four zero Golden State win the chip. Um, it will be all ended by Friday. I think it's gonna. Okay, I think uh, Golden State's gonna win, but it's gonna be four to one. I think Cavaliers got one in them. So you think Cavaliers will win? Will win the next game on next Friday, game, yes. and then they're gonna lose to Golden State next week. Yes. All right. Do you want to bet on that? Yeah. Okay. How much do you want to wager on that? Ten bucks. All right. You're on. Let's do it. We we got it on record, guys. I want um actually, yeah, ten bucks. Okay. I couldn't I got, think of anything. I got four zero Golden State wins for ten bucks. Uh, how about how about this better? Okay. Because the season opener games, they're just like regular like price, right? What What do you mean? Like like how much are season opener? Like the preseason game or season yeah, opener? Yeah. Oh, upper ball like ten bucks, twenty bucks. Then I'll bet you one of those games. Okay. I'll buy you a ticket to one of those. Okay. Upper bowl. Okay. Maybe mid, maybe mid, <laughs> below fifty dollars. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Let's bet on that. So either preseason game next year or the regular season game in the beginning of next year. Yeah. All rest on this game. Let's do it. So I can get into basketball, I'll start analyzing more. So I'll be excited for that game. Okay. Let's do it. Cool. You're on. Now you're on the record, my friend. I got four zero Golden State win. You got four one Golden four, State one, win. Yeah. Alrighty. I guess we'll 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 know by Friday. Yeah. Alrighty. This is Kevin signing off. And this is Joe for signing off. Have a good one, guys.